Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello, world. Good afternoon. Hey, welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way here in the home of Black Wall Street located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You can dial the number 646-716-5525. And don't forget to press that one button. Hey, also in the studio, Miss Sherry Lasky. How are we doing, Sherry? Fine, Bobby. I'm wonderful. How was your day? It was bright and sunny. Bright and sunny? Yes. Okay. Before the storm, no. <laughs> I say before the storm. Yeah, huh? Well, you know what? Drop. This weather is really funny. Yeah, you know, cause it is. Today was beautiful out here. Yes, and I mean, complain. It was so nice outside. I even sat outside with a cup of coffee. See, but it's um, January. It's winter time, mm-hmm. and we want our winters to be winter, not mm-hmm. spring. So, hey, do you have a report on it? You know what time it's going to be like for tomorrow? Or something? Tomorrow we're supposed to drop down to the thirties. You know, see the high, the now, high will be in there, the 50s, and we'll drop That's down how people the, get right. sick. Exactly. You know, so, you know, you out here in a T-shirt, and next thing you know, you know. T-shirt and flip-flops. You, you, you coughing and stuff like that. You <laughs> T-shirt and flip-flops. And flip-flops, you know, yeah. and that's what's going 37 on. 37 degrees tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And with the, wet, with the wind factor involved, it's supposed to be cooler than that. Mm-hmm. So probably like around 29, mm-hmm. what they said with the wind mm-hmm. factor. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Yeah, it's going That's to great. be. Well, hey, they shady. say this is Black History Month, and I believe it's more than just a month, you know, every day. You know, it's United States history, and that's what it really is, and um, we need to honor that. Yes, our history you know, is a part of U.S. history. That's what it is. we help build it. Mm-hmm. And, you know. That's part of it. Georgetown sold us. Yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what? I'm going to bring my dad here on the air. And let him talk a little bit about black history right quick. And uh, Dad, grab the microphone right quick. <laughs> He's talking about, no. <laughs> grab the microphone and some headphones. Yeah, put your headphones on so you can hear yourself. And we're going to just talk a little bit about uh, black history. Get close to that microphone right there. And we're going to talk a little bit about it. And something about the civil rights movement. And uh, there you go right there. I'm going to get you started right there. All right. Now, let's let's talk a little bit about Daddy. You hear me? Yeah. Okay, get close to the microphone. I need you up on it. All right. Um, Tell us a little bit about the civil rights movement that started right here in North Tulsa. All right. So our people can know, hey, we had a movement right here in Tulsa. People Mm -hmm. People don't realize there were a group of men who congregated in the barbershop, eating right, barbershop. Right. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, they were customers to the barbershop, but not all of them. But we would sit around and talk about, we see things that was happening all across the United States. Mm-hmm. 
Nothing happening in Tulsa, one of the most com, uh, conservative cities in the United States. And that was Homer Johnson, Ray Freeman, uh, just uh, Percy Perry. David Walker? Huh? David Walker? David Walker. Uh, the Canese boys, yeah, you know, both, uh, uh, Eugene Canese and Colbert Canese, right? Just a bunch of dudes who were dedicated to change things. Mm-hmm. So it, we, when we put it together, we met at a barber shop with the okay of Joseph Eaton Senior. He tolerated yeah, us. That was, that was <laughs> he tolerated us, and you know, in his place of business, mm-hmm. and we appreciated that. And finally, we decided yeah. to join. We decided to join CORE, which is Congress of Racial Equality. Mm-hmm. Okay. And from that, uh, Shirley Scoggins, who's one of the ladies, big Shirley Scoggins. Shirley Scoggins. Mm-hmm. She was uh, a product of the lady in Oklahoma City, Clara Lupa. Clara Lupa. Mm-hmm. But she had moved here, had married a local Tulsa. Mm-hmm. But she got in contact with. Clara Lupa, and we decided to have a parade. And we went right down Main Street here in Tulsa, and while we're in the process of going down Main Street, a whole lot of school buses pulled up on the side street, and kids got out of them and started running to get into start running to get into the parade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't know that was going to happen, mm-hmm. but they were from Oklahoma City. That was the Oklahoma City NACP Youth Council. Okay. So they all come, came over and got in the parade, and we ended up down at Boulder on the Park. Oh. Okay. And when uh, the mm-hmm. ceremony with Reverend Hill and all, when all of that was yeah, over. Yeah, being Hill. Yeah. Uh, they said, you know, we got up early to come over here. We haven't had anything to eat. Where's a good place to go and eat? And we thought, Borden's in Northland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Borden's cafeteria. But it was not segregated at that time, right? Borden's in Northland, everybody could go or what? Oh, no. Okay. We went to jail behind that. Okay. Yeah. Y'all, Tom, y'all went to jail. They called, they called the police uh, and... Uh, you were the first one, Daddy, to get arrested, wasn't you? Yeah, I'm the first person, black <laughs> person in Tulsa to get arrested for demonstration. Yeah, they mm-hmm. threw me up there on 4th and Elgin. Mm-hmm. I was the oldest person at that time, so I was in the cell all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, after that, uh, Ed Goodwin and uh, the other attorney. Bryant? Talking about uh, um, O.B. Graham? O.B. Graham. Okay, I know that's they, who you're talking about. Yeah, they got together, and they got us all out of jail on our own recognizance. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have to pay. So with that happening, we felt like we should continue and get bigger to to uh, have more sit-in demonstrations, which we did. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> remember one of my buddies, uh, C.L. Robinson? Yes, yeah. Yeah, he would, t- he would take some of the youngsters out of core to test to see where they would be served and he went out to a place on 11th street called library restaurant mm-hmm. and they went in there to be served and the next thing they knew the woman <laughs> was asking what would you like 
Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't take the money prepared to buy it. <laughs> 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 so we left. She said, what are, you, yeah. what are you, what are you want? Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. we had a lot of fun on that. Uh-huh. But I'm going to tell the truth. Core was not that popular. People didn't like Core. They didn't here in Tulsa. Here in Tulsa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we grew so large till the kids from NAACP Tulsa chapter came over to Core because mm-hmm. we were doing more than what the NAACP was doing. Mm-hmm. We needed a place to meet. There was one place upon Elgin where they have since they tore the church down right after we left got out of it. Mm-hmm. It was the basement. Mm-hmm. It was the basement of that church. Mm-hmm. So when it it was not you know really mm-hmm. what you wanted to be, but we that was all we had. Next thing we knew, Reverend Hill made the Reverend Ben Hill. Reverend Ben Hill mm-hmm. made the uh, uh, the new extension to the church. He made that available for us to meet in, mm-hmm. much to the disappointment of his his members. Mm-hmm. They told him that we were going to get their church burned down, and you need to get back to preaching and get them out of there. That's well, what they told. That's what the congregation said. That's huh? what the congregation. Wow. Well, come up uh, July July the fourth, where Lyndon Johnson had made all. A public accommodation is you no know, B. Mm-hmm. You go eat where you wanted to, stop in a motel or restaurant. These people who were so adamantly against core meeting in their church were the first ones outside sliding chicken bones through their mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, they, I'm they were the first ones mm-hmm. to, to, to run out. So they can slide chicken bones through them out. Right. Yeah. Out of North Tulsa. Out of North Tulsa. But mm-hmm. South Tulsa. And you know what? What was the name of this church? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was Vernon A.M.E. Oh church. God. It was Vernon, huh? Yes. Right. Vernon A. Place where my mother spent all of her life mm-hmm. in wow. Vernon. At that church. I'm just telling right. the truth. Then you see, after we did what we could, we did threw us in jail in different places. Dick by Piccadilly downtown, mm-hmm. wherever we demonstrated, they'd call the law, the police would show up, yeah, show up, and we wouldn't walk out and get in the paddy wagon. They had to pack us out, and then they would bring the girls out. They'd open up that door and throw those young ladies in on top of us just like dogs. Wow. Mm, females, huh? Females. But we took hold of that, and I can tell you, safely tell you one thing. Tulsa, Oklahoma, has never said thanks for what you did for us. Not one time. Well, I thank you. Mm. I appreciate that. Mm. Appreciate there are that. A lot of, like you yeah, said, you but know. But it's almost like it's, it's, it's what he just mentioned. It's, mm-hmm. I heard, I just had a similar conversation with someone today as it relates to their church. And sometimes churches were, they're more into praying and prayer as as opposed to what Jesus actually stood for, mm-hmm. and that's being exactly. being right, you know, mm-hmm. treating people as yeah. human beings. And, and uh, you know, uh, and it's no uh, 
bad news towards Vernon today because there's a great pastor down there. Yeah, today. Absolutely. Reverend Turner. Reverend Turner. Correct. You know, he's down yeah. there doing some mighty things down there at Vernon AM Church. So very we want to clear that up. Like, yeah. We ain't trying to talk about him, but it back absolutely in those, not. Back no, in those days, it, back, either. back in those days, uh, a lot of the church members and stuff like that were, were so much into what I call the gospel to the point of it was so restrictive, you know, and they just wanted everything to be a certain way and they were kind of still enslaved in their minds. Right. You know, so so like like when my grandmother, she went there too as well. So they had strict rules and regulations in the church mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Okay. It wasn't, ch- churches weren't as flexible as some of them are today. today yeah. And some of them still hold the tradition mm-hmm. of yesteryears where they, you know, back in the day. But some of those churches that my grandmother and them were in at the time they were going real restricted in I, and stuff. I, I understand that, but like even today, you know, you have your churches like Pastor Goss, I've I've always felt more him at Morning Star. Yeah. Very progressive, but just him progressive as a as a person, as a preacher. I knew he was not from Tulsa the first time I met him. Well, you can him. tell. Oh, yeah, so it's it. like I knew that too. You're the pastor. Where you come from? Mm-hmm. You know, because his mindset was, was not, not traditional. What we're accustomed to here, mm-hmm. and the same thing with Pastor Turner. It's just it's the ones scary. who come here from out of town who take over the congregations are non-traditional type pastors. Mm-hmm. It is realists mm-hmm. and just regular folks, mm-hmm. you know, and. Uh, we need to get out of that tradition stuff. Mm-hmm. And not don't. to talk about anybody. No, I'm not putting nobody down. No, church, no. Just, yeah, it's just, you just, it was just, no, to me, it was noticeable. Mm-hmm. Quite noticeable. Oh, it is. Most definitely. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. Daddy doing that civil rights movement, everybody would congregate in the barbershop, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. They would get together. Because I remember being a little boy and I see all these iconic men next door mm-hmm. over here in the barbershop. And y'all were talking. And, and, Y'all would talk even after the barbershop closed. Yeah, yeah. Closed yeah. down, and y'all still be in still there. Talking. That's right. Still talking. That's right. Take over the world. And strategizing yeah, and stuff, strategy. right? See, and it's important for people to know that a lot of those people in there strategizing, night after night, day after day, were in essence neglecting their family for the community when they should have been home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were some who could not actively be a member of core and demonstrating, but they would send checks or send money by to help us out. Mm-hmm. So they supported All you. The, yeah, support. support. But today we have gone so far away from each other, nothing like that is happening. We are expecting for somebody to contribute to. Five oh one three C's. But we can do a whole lot ourselves. And we need to. And that other folk who want to pitch in and help us do that. But we got to show we have the initiative to do things for ourselves in the absence of anybody else around the city doing anything for us. Right. But you have people that are doing that. You have people that are like grassroots doing things that you don't hear anything about. They're yeah, not they're not asking for fanfare. I mean, they are helping kids, they're helping families. So I mean You just don't hear anything you don't, about you don't hear you don't anything know what about it. See, here in Tulsa everybody needs to know that. 
Well, you, the, yeah, you because should those, know. those people yeah. who are doing that, they need help also. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. And for those who, you know, benefit from folk like what you're talking about, mm-hmm. they don't think they owe anything back to what they've gotten so much out of. Unfortunately. So they don't get involved in anything. I want, you know, we can talk about uh, the conservative bit of Tulsa, but we can, can't say a whole lot great about North Tulsa. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, and the reason, the reason I can understand why you feel that way, because at one time here in North Tulsa, you had everything. You had a lot of economic yeah, development, yeah. and you had more than what you have right now. Yeah, yeah. And that's why you're probably saying yeah. what you did, because I remember a time when you didn't have to go nowhere. That's true. You didn't have to go out south, uh, east or west. You could just be over here in North Tulsa and get everything that you needed. We had the grocery stores. We had the movie theaters. We had the taxi cab services. We had the cleaners. We had all of that right here in North Tulsa. And a store. Yeah, huh? And a grocery store. And a, I said grocery yeah. stores, and we had plenty of that. Yeah. We had more than one grocery store. It yeah. was two or three did, or four yeah. of them around. There mm-hmm. were at least three. Three. At and least so, three. Yeah, at least yeah. three grocery yeah. stores. Oh, yeah. Convenience. Good yeah. size stores, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You had them Safeways and yeah, all of that, Homelands and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. On Denver, then there yeah. was the one on Pop. Peoria well, and one out in McLean Shopping Center. Shopping Center. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of them. All of those are out there. Mm-hmm. So, And it, it's funny because it's like you had grocery stores and you had the choice of like barbecue places you could go eat. Like you, a plethora. You had, <laughs> so you had, you had steakhouses. Right. You had you barbecue had, places. You had restaurants. That. King Arthur's had right. stuff going on. Yeah. And you had just so much that you could just, right. you know, go right. to. Right. You know. What happened to that enthusiasm, that togetherness that we had? Well, well, when you can go other places, like just like Monday last Monday night when we were trying to find a place to go eat at, in our neighborhood, it was like where yeah, could you go? McDonald's. Yeah, that was it. Burger King. Mm-hmm. And Popeyes and Sonic. Mm-hmm. Where could you go get a good your blood sugar? Your blood sugar would have been like four hundred that night. No, <laughs> <laughs> probably would have. You know, probably probably so, would have. I'd have been so there. Right? Like oh. your your but choices, your choices. We don't have no choices. Appreciate what I'm making reference to. I'm not talking about the one who are quietly doing things mm-hmm. that nobody know about. It. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about those who never see fit to get involved at any oh, point in right. time in increasing the quality of life in their neighborhood. Well, you know, I think the reason is the fact that some of the elders don't participate anymore in the movement. They don't get involved. The elders, I'm an elder, you know, and uh, grandpa and stuff like that. And that generation don't get involved. And the younger people haven't been taught because the elders haven't pushed that information down. So they're fending for themselves. And the only information they're getting is through technology and things like that because their grandmas and mamas and them not telling them all them stories, you know, that happened back in the day, you know, for the most part. Now, there are probably a few of them it's, that are doing it. We have, we do. We got have, a few. We have some young folks out there that do, do get some. it and mm-hmm. they are like listening to yeah. elders and 
and yeah, carrying do. that out. We do. do have quite a few. And I, I'm, I'm saying and, I'm not saying they're not. No, no, no. no but no. like you're saying, where are they? Where, where are, are they? they? And I but think they're, that's, they're I think there. that's a, min, a, no, a minority number. It's a though. small number. You think, you know? you think there would be more people? Yeah, but, conscious. I mean, you would think there. And here's the thing: there are conscious people out there, but even in this day and age, I've actually there's a mindset of I don't want to get involved because. It may hurt my job. You, you know, you still okay. you still have that here's mindset. A, here's a good example. Me and you, the three of us, was at an event on Saturday, mm-hmm. right? That goes on annually. Right. It's an annual event. When you look at the participation of people, it was very small number of people who showed up to that event. It wasn't a lot. It was a decent little crowd, but the vi- it was more vendors than people. But that cycled through at any yeah, given time. Yeah, that cycled through any given time. Because, because when you think that thing should have been just jam packed, full of people, standing room only. Uh-huh. You can't, you can't even hardly get in there. You know, you know, from our community. But if you got a hundred people who show up, or fifty people in a big place like that. You know what I mean? That's not really a lot of people. But you, but you also have to understand it was from eleven o'clock to six o'clock, so people would cycle through. Yeah, people cycle would through. Cycle through. Even so through if the, you had a small window, cycling, it still should have been a dominance of portion of people. I don't know. At one time, all the know. entertainment that was going on there, the food, uh, uh, everything, she should have ran out of food. Shouldn't have had no more food. You know what I mean? Uh, we done. again, the timing, Bobby, if you have something from 11 o'clock to 6 o'clock, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be there the whole time. So well, I'm, I'm going to go saying, in, I'm, I'm dip in, look around, do she, whatever. But she, she feels as though the traffic is not there. The <sighs> traffic is, even from 11 to 6. The traffic is come. People are coming in and out, staying for thirty minutes, hour, two hours, or what? They're not gonna stay from eleven to six in the evening, right? Right. We and know. So that's we know why that. It looks that we, way. We, but if you go to other cities of this magnitude and this size, people congregate. It's a whole lot of people all the time. It's like a, a having an expo or okay. something. And so therefore. Well, I mean, you had Expo vendors. Issues. Half most of the, yeah. the vendors that I talked to, uh, there are very few who were able to actually have a decent day. Okay. And some of them didn't do well at all. At all, all. right? Because they people were aren't necessarily spending money because of in the those... influx of people. Mm-hmm. You got to have people. You ha- to spend you money. have a lot of people. A lot of people that. to to do that. So yeah. when and we're always complaining that there's nothing to do. And when there is something to do, we but don't is participate. It something you want to do? That's the other thing. But is, I, it, is it what you want to do? But I would bet, I would bet big money. There was an overrepresentation in the malls from eleven to six out south of black people. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I ain't never out the at the mall, so I don't know nothing hey, about the mall. Well, you go, you out there, go out there. I don't there. know nothing. You go. You go out there sometimes. Yes, but you mm-hmm. will find more black <laughs> people in the mall percentage wise. Then mm. there should be. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? They are. They're not. Is there a reason for that, Sherry? You think? Okay, Bobby, check it out. Okay, check it. I'm getting ready to go to the club. Okay. Club open from nine o'clock. From nine o'clock to two. Okay. Okay. What time do we normally show up? 
We show up about 12 or Thank 12 you. o'clock. Uh, and we be jam-packed uh, in there from 12, in there 12 until the We only do so about again, a couple of hours. So you know? there again, it's timing. It looks like you didn't have a lot of traffic in there. She didn't have a lot of traffic. So, I don't even have During the daytime. Now, I'm not talking about the club is at no, night. No, no, I'm just using the number. I'm just saying during the daytime. Most people won't get there at no eleven o'clock in in the morning. Probably twelve o'clock. They're gonna come at twelve and one 12 o'clock. And one o'clock right. You know, between one and that time. So right. most people won't even right. won't even come right. until that time. So, but you know, during the daytime, this was a family function. Okay. You know, and, cl- and people were there, bringing their kids. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. There should have been a lot of kids there, a lot of families there, people going around. Eating and and festive and listening right. to the entertainment and stuff like that, you know, shouldn't have been a bunch of empty chairs just sitting around off in right. that in that facility. No, it should. It mm-hmm. again, the time frame. You shouldn't have had no seat. The time frame. I yeah, think you shouldn't have had no seat. Uh, no matter what time you were in there. A popular eating place that's okay. open, open on Sundays. Uh, Janet's. Yeah. Where is Janet? Janet? Yeah, Apache Circle. You remember the old Apache Circle? Oh, my parents. She's got that. some good food. Yeah, over there. she got some excellent food. And you know what? What? We sat in there yesterday, and it was very, very, very poorly attended. Because one thing we have an issue with in our community very is poor, but she hey, got good food. You know, one I'm thing we have that. a problem with in our community is supporting us, uh-huh. black businesses. We have the that's the we will pass up black businesses to go out south to white businesses. I mean, uh, go, hey, rather than go to Janet's and eat, we'll go to Golden Corral and eat. There you go. I bet you, know right. I I mean? bet you were overrepresented yeah. over at the Golden Corral. Exactly. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> I so, bet you so that's what I'm saying. Okay, so we'll, marketing. Because my, my nephew, who lives out south, he comes north to her place. To Janet? To Janet, yeah. yes. And they love it. They love food it. is best, and I've I've I'm just not a big person to go out and eat. I'm not a I don't like to go out and eat. But when you do go out, yeah, when I do go out, I like to go. If you know, is Janet well, I, open? We when don't I go to Janet's on Sunday, okay? Okay, okay, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday's the day you. Book. And, and you know what? Mm-hmm. This, this this I I don't understand. Well, there are so many places over here through time. Who have had eating places, <laughs> but they wouldn't have any kind of alcohol in to serve. It's hard to get an alcohol license. Hey, wait a minute! Wait a minute! You probably have wait a home. minute. That was not the problem. What was the problem? The problem was, uh, if I have anything of alcohol in here, the church people won't come in here. But you know what? They had no reservation about going out to. All the other places, all, so. other places, all kind of whiskey, all over right. the place. Daddy, talking in the, in the yeah, microphone. Okay. Lean in. Well, lean that's in. what I'm saying. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have to change our way of looking at ourselves. If we don't, we will continue to just as we're going right today. We'll be repeating same thing, same kind of things a year from now. Yeah, we got to understand that it's something that ain't gelling right. Within information not being passed down because if you don't know who you are, how can you know what to do if nobody's never told you and you're not doing any research and have some self confidence and pride about yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, but the people as a that person. are telling you about your self pride and you know that that too, 
Your dad may tell you something, but if society is telling you something else, and you don't have your dad constantly telling you, oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. But you got to have the people passing the history and the information Mm -hmm. down to our youth Mm -hmm. because they are our future. And if they grow grow up not knowing about a Dunbar school being down on Pine Street and there was a couple of stores down here on Norfolk and you don't tell that history to them and down where bc franklin park there was rose room and all of this iconic stuff going on in the community they'll never Never know know. and so they'll grow up only seeing empty fields new buildings or something like that and uh, you tell them about a lansing you know what i mean and they go down lansing ain't nothing but industrial but you can we don't pass the information down to let Mm -hmm. them know so they don't know you know, and everything they know is just on their phones so, and, yeah. and TV on what they see. Right. So they don't know. So they go at, go out and not really caring. Right. right. Because it's not a requirement for you to tell your children and, and in schools and all of that, the history. But see, here's the crazy part. We're talking about little kids. I'm talking about like 30, 30 They don't old. know. I've, I've had conversations, you know, in, in a place with with a 30-year-old, and they were like, why do we need Juneteenth? What's the purpose of having Juneteenth? Yeah, I've heard I, that all before, too. All I could do too. is gasp for air because I, I was just like, okay, you mm-hmm. really don't get it. Mm-hmm. You don't and, get it. And at that age, you're like, how can you get them to get it? Because and here you're you talking about a 30-year. You're yeah. talking about and, in their 30s. you're talking about 10, 15-year-olds. So it's, yeah. like, it's just like gradually being lost. Right. It's lost. Right. Lost information. Other races retain their information. Everybody else you know, gets to keep their culture, and their culture is intact, except for us. Everybody else wants to tell us our culture, tell us. You, you get one white woman, put some grease in her hand, and got a half, you know, put some <laughs> grease. She know everything there is to know about greasing somebody's scalp. Yeah, it's, true. It's crazy. So other people get to tell you sad, about your it's culture. It's sad that other people know more about your culture than you do. Exactly. They can take exactly. you back to Africa, you exactly. know, and talk about it. And exactly. you'd be like, wow. Exactly. How do you know all of this? And you sometimes know? it's wrong. Some of the stuff is it's wrong. It's wrong. It's incorrect. It just, you know, that's where we are. You see, sometimes, you know, you have to look back and see why that dedication formula that was given to black folks didn't work. You know what it was? What? <laughs> Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. And I would suggest that you put on a pair of boots With and no put your lazy. fingers down off in the straps and mm-hmm. try to pull yourself up. The more you pull up this way, the more you pull the other part down. Mm-hmm. Impossible. But that was a way to success mm-hmm. for black folk. Yeah. <laughs> but evidently, those folk down on Greenwood never did accept that. Mm-hmm. Right today, you see buildings down there built back in 1923. Yeah, you see right on top of the building. Yeah. And people didn't get that. That message is is lost. And you have people, you have some grown A black men that will say, we don't, what's the purpose of hanging on to the buildings? We can turn it into a parking lot or whatever. I've heard this. Hmm. So when you don't Why you want to erase your history? Exactly. You don't. They've even already it. destroyed enough of our history. And you. Want so to why take, you want to destroy yeah, exactly. it and turn it into something else? Exactly. Because, yeah. because they're black Anglo-Saxons. <gasps> pure yeah. and simple. They're black pure Anglo-Saxons. and simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and pure and simple. That's, that's what it is. That's true. 
All right, we're going to take a little pause for the calls, and we're going to be right here on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Talking to my dad in here, Bobby Eaton Sr., me and Sherry Lasky. So we're going to be right back, so y'all stick around. Can I have It's turned into a soul. Tender as a baby's touch. I needed you all so much. You had left. The Lord so alive Oh, my latest And my greatest My latest, my greatest inspiration I plan to give you All that I have I'll be everything Everything you think I am, you make life a joy to live, and I'm thankful, yes I'm blessed, just to know you, I've been so many places, I've seen so many things, but none quite as delectable as you, more beautiful than the Mona Lisa, worth more than gold, and my eyes have the pleasure just to behold, you're my greatest, tell you you're my greatest, my greatest, my greatest inspiration. You inspire me, inspire me. Don't you know it's my greatest inspiration? You just keep on lifting me up now. You inspire me. I want you to keep on lifting me up. Yeah. 
Oh. 
We're here on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way, and this is Black History Month, and we've been talking. I got my dad here in the house, and uh, we've been sharing information about the Civil Rights Movement here in Tulsa. All right. Going back, Daddy. Hey, um, when Homer Johnson uh, and you, you guys did some things to, like, uh, help uh, open up Booger T. Washington Football Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Sure tell us, tell our, our listening audience a little bit about that because, see, a lot of people don't know that kind of history. They're, they don't know that you guys went to war and fight to get to have the Booger T. Washington yeah. what, well, Seymour Williams Stadium. Right. They have a Seymour Williams Stadium. Get close to that mic right there. You got to pull up, up there. Seymour Williams Stadium, which was erected not out of school funds. It was erected out mm-hmm. of Model cities funds. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Grant money. And that was the same thing. When you start looking at what happens, when you don't control the money, mm-hmm. all of those parks that you had, mm-hmm. B.C. Franklin, right. Ben Hill, so forth, that was not park department's budget. It was not city, it not city funded. No. All yeah. of that came out of model cities money. Mm-hmm. Now tell everybody okay, what so model, model cities City. was all about, so so everybody can know because it don't exist today. So what was models? What was the model cities program? Model cities program, and I would suggest that somebody go to the library, somebody go to the library, and check out the planning grant for model cities, which took into account a defined area called the model neighborhood, which was North Tulsa, mm-hmm. and that planning grant had eight million, I mean seven million dollars during the planning years to plan what would be implemented and so forth. What would be implemented and so forth. Mm-hmm. Well, we had since we didn't control the funds, they did a lot that did not help us at all. They did put an overlay on the streets to make them smooth. Not out of the street department's money, but out of model city's money. Yeah. See, and when you begin in Carver, mm-hmm. did you know that most people don't know that Carver was closed at one time? Yeah, I remember. And the only way Carver sustained itself was some dedicated frontline teachers. 
Was that like a Julius Piggies now? Julius Piggies, yeah, very much involved mm-hmm. in it. And uh, 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 what's the lady's name? Gay likes so well. Uh, she taught all the kids. She didn't take no foolishness. Oh, talking about Miss Hopkins? Yes. Yes. All of them Juanita vi- Hopkins? volunteered. Mm-hmm. No money for their kids. Thus, Education Service Center had to change its program. And that's when Vince Jenkins, who was over physical division, he was mm-hmm. over the physical division of Mount uh-huh. Cities. He remodeled the uh, Carver Junior High School before any integration took mm-hmm. place. Right. Uh, the uh, boys, now say gym, I guess I guess they boys gym at Booker T. Washington, was also put there by Model Cities money. So that would be the. Um... Well, they've torn it down since then. Yes, the, yes. At the not the stadium, but the gym itself, the great portion that right, they built back right, there. Right, right, okay. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was a whole lot of things that took place there, but the concept of Model Cities was to take this plan, planning grant and use it in North Tulsa, which was the, like I say, the Model Cities designated area. It was supposed to bring the north side salary of the people who lived in this designated area up to par with the rest of the city. Mm-hmm. You hear me? The model city money was supposed to do that based upon, I mean, was the money the supposed to the, the programming? The yes, program. based upon what the planning grant had said. And that was reestablishing a lot of the things that had been here here to four that model city's money could have made again, be again. Mm-hmm. But money was not controlled after the planning grant. The, hey, in the mic. Okay, the implementation of that mm-hmm. was not in the hands of black folk. Okay, it wasn't in it. So, so they controlled the narrative, right? Sure. They they take the and so they told the you exactly what to do. That's right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And um uh eventually they cut the program out, right? The funding went away. Yeah. Funding went away, yeah, right? That's when they had over there on, on Apache where Toast went to school. Mm-hmm. Roscoe Smith. Mm-hmm. He went over there and he just finished Langston. Mm-hmm. He couldn't get a job mm-hmm. at uh <laughs> It's hard to remember all of this. Uh-huh. The man got a degree, and they tell him no. Uh, I kind of remember something like that, where right. he couldn't even get employed. That's right. And he's got a, he's a degree person. We had to raise hell to get him a job mm-hmm. with a degree. Mm-hmm. That that was another one of the programs. So that kind of sounds like um, a couple of summers ago, I served on the parks realignment mm-hmm. group. And that's something they talked about with the model cities mm-hmm. and where they built all the parks with model city funds, mm-hmm. like Lacey Park. They built that. They built Ben Hill and they also built C.C. Franklin. All the parks that had centers were that had a center. They, they said they used model city money to build those. Mm-hmm. What is that? That's. 
Yeah, don't worry about it. That's okay, me. so so and, and what? So what they were saying because of those centers were built with model city money, the city didn't have money to sustain them. And so that's why they, you know, had to go back and like, mm-hmm. we no longer yeah. have a Springdale. We have a splash pad um, um, where the police station is now. The the one, the Gilcrease police station that used to be a park. Mm-hmm. So now it's the police station. So the city doesn't, didn't have the funds to sustain these parks. So they closed the park. Mm-hmm. And Lacey is the only, and now Lacey is the only park we have on the north side mm-hmm. and it's still you know we're still struggling to maintain that when you're when we're comparing other parks like Reed Park well, I, I think park. what they're doing is shutting down all the parks and they're just trying to get a condensed Lacey Park for everybody well you know, all to the parks attend. are shut they're shut down <laughs> and o- O'Brien they closed the pool down there well, O'Brien is county well that's county that's yeah county. that is county so, but they still mm-hmm. have the baseball field right, exactly. and that's just like if you've ever gone to that baseball during the baseball, it is packed. So they get oh, a white lot of people. No, black no, people out there. No, it's a lot of little black boys out, out there. there playing baseball. Yes. yes. Oh, really? Yes. I'm gonna have to yes. check that out. So that the county has that program mm-hmm. and it's being utilized. But as far as having a park with programming where people will come to the come to programming and participate and pay, mm-hmm. Lacey struggles with that. Really? Lacey struggles with that. So if you compare Lacey Park to like your Hicks Park right. or your Reed Park, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like stark contrast. They may be coming around now, but it's it's struggle just to get programming in place. So really? the programming helps fund, kind of offset some of the costs that the city has, but not not a lot. So Hicks has a really strong programming center. Um, and that's the one off of Mingo and thirty first Street. And then Reed out west in West Tulsa, the building is very similar to Lacey Park in structure. That's the part that you know that it was, you know, built about the same time. So they have um a rope not aerobics but um, gymnastics with equipment, balance beams. It's just like you go to that park and you're like, gee, they have a lot of stuff going. And we come over to Lacey and it's just like underutilized. Even though they've had renovation and, and... the renovation is just that they're util- they're utilizing the facilities per se. That's the rental space. Okay, mm-hmm. people have to pay to use those rooms. But as far as programming, I'm not familiar if they're doing any type of programming there. As far as like, for example, when we were, when we would go to the park, um, Miss Wright would teach swim lessons. Yeah, Julia Wright. Mm-hmm. Every summer, I remember having to pay yeah, anything. Yeah, I Wright so when she was doing in the that. pool, and we learned how to swim. Mm-hmm. So those type of programming. Now it's hard to get a, a lifeguard to come over, and then that whole process is kind of. I thought sketchy. that at Lacey Park they had uh, lifeguards there for the new. Well, they uh, they do, but it's because I went over struggle. there and I saw a couple of a few uh, white. Yeah, that's all you guards. have. Yeah, yeah, white yeah. lifeguards right. over there. Right. You know, no black lifeguards. No, because our kids aren't doing that. We're our not kids, swimming, huh? And it costs. It yeah. costs, and yeah. they would offer free classes and stuff to get kids involved, mm-hmm. but our kids aren't even thinking along those lines. Learning how to swim, how to be a lifeguard. Mm-hmm. So it's again where we are in time, just trying to get, trying to duplicate and 
and make our community a better place. So like I said before, you have a lot of outside entities come in. That's where you have like the Dream Center. The Dream Center. Yeah, Pastor Tim and Pastor the Dream Tim. Center. Yeah, yeah, but they're there, okay, and you, they bring resources with them, mm-hmm. okay? Again, outside, you know, you, so you don't have that happening. I, I commend Tim and Pastor AJ for all that they do. Yeah, Pastor, I've talked with Pastor Tim. They, they, they are awesome. They, they are awesome. They do. At the Dream Center. Yeah, at the Dream Center. At the mm-hmm. Dream Center. So, but that's the Dream Center. That's not our That's not our tax dollars. That's the money coming from, you know, coming over here. I already know. So, and I, you know, speaking of the Dream Center and a couple of churches, Pastor Todd, I heard, who owns Transformation Church, mm-hmm. donated money. To, he gave uh, friendship mm-hmm. Jamal Dyer's church fifty thousand okay. dollars. Okay. He gave Pastor Tim's church thirty thousand dollars. Okay. So he spent with the churches. You know. So. And those are probably. You know, I don't know. Think about the you know, age. Think about the age. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, pastors, yeah. They're young they pastors. They're helping each other out. Yeah. Yes. They're young pastors. Yes, absolutely. So that's what uh, I heard Pastor Todd did because. Uh, I think he got a million million dollars, a few million dollars. I don't know. Something I don't to keep construct up with the that money. church out there. I don't and, keep uh, up with several the money. million the dollars. That he's uh, helping his 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 contemporaries. That's awesome because you know good and well had that been a couple of years. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if it had been, huh? You know how that so goes. That's, that's nice to know that he's actually reaching out and helping. You know. Right, people that are connected to him doing insane. That's yeah. crazy. That's cool. Well, that's what we need. we need to get together and start helping each other. You know, it's just like crazy. It's not enough of that. I feel going on. I don't see what I don't see is a lot of on hand development. Mm-mm. Blacks getting together, building uh, structures and and or at least repairing the structures that do exist. You know, and say, hey, man, let's get together and let's do this. Let's open up a boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. Collaborating like that. and working Collaborating. together. When I look at like a, a Gibbs shopping center mm-hmm. and I see all that vacancy up in there, mm-hmm. you know, just vacancy, you know. And people are so much in fear of opening up a business over here in North Tulsa because they feel as though somebody going to break in and they're going to steal right. and they're going to rob. So they don't open up. And that's, I don't know if that's a myth per se or if it actually, you know, it's like par for the course. You never, I don't know. I don't know. Well, but we have to stop being afraid in our own communities to do stuff. You know, we so afraid, you know, you got seniors when the sun go down and they lock go in up and, like the and they yeah. don't go back out until the right. sun comes back up. You know, knowing yeah. they need to go get some gas or go get some milk or go get something from the store, but they won't do it because of fear. You know, and that fear causes them to kind of like, you know, stop. And then the young people is out moving about, bumping the cars all out with the music. And, you know, we got to stop being afraid in our own communities, you know. And and I think that uh, has a lot to do with it. Well, you know, I grow. I grow food. Okay. So I have in my ear, I have like four contiguous lots. It's like a whole just connected to each other. Mm-hmm. So OSU, I gotta, I gotta check you out. Well, OSU donated a um, hoop house for me. 
I said the hoop house stuff. You know, it was weathered. I was getting ready to recover. So you say hoop house. Hoop house. It's sort of like a greenhouse. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's another term, but with a layman layman terms would be hoop house, but we call it. I mean, a, a greenhouse, but professionally call it a hoop house. So, hoop house in the bag, covered up and everything. Um, getting ready to go out and pay someone to come cover it up and everything because I had some little slits in the plastic and someone had actually come along and cut plastic out for their windows. And then someone came out and just stole the entire hoop house. I mean, stole the whole structure. Wow. Pulled the truck up, broke it down. And you know, stole it and right out there. Stole it right out. And so they left the front. So from the front, you really wouldn't know that the rest of it's gone the way it's angled from from the street. But the front was left. And that stayed that because I was just like, okay, someone stole a whole hoop house except for the front frame. So a couple of last, I think once they last week, last week um, before last, maybe two weeks ago now, I was out, had somebody out there we were working. So the front frame was pulled it down, you know, because it looked crazy just standing there. So right, pull the whole right, thing right. Right down. Mm-hmm. So we're out there. It was a Saturday, not this past Saturday, like two, I want to say three Saturdays ago, two mm-hmm. or three Saturdays ago, someone came and pulled the rest. I was out on a Sunday. They came Monday and they pulled the rest of the frame out. Really? So, yeah, so just like it's like a double whammy, yeah, huh? Yeah, so just like okay. So when people and for when people say people steal and they're afraid to do stuff, I can I understand that now because this was in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. You have to take time to break this down. It's not something that you can just snatch up real quick and go away with. You literally had to Take something, pull it down, equipment, whatever, whatever, because we used a lot of equipment to put it up. But for someone to just come and steal a 13 foot, 36, 36 by 13 structure, structure, hmm. gone in the middle of the day. You got an idea? I have no idea who took it. I went around and asked neighbors and stuff. I went to the scrap metal. Talk, do you have talking any, to the microphone? Okay, do you have any idea how they felt comfortable doing that? I have no idea. They and, had no fear of okay. doing it. You know, that's that's okay. what it is. Okay. No fear. No fear. No fear. So we see a community they're scared. That, they're scared to death, mm-hmm. but they won't do anything about it. Mm. Because I was sure knocking on doors trying That's to find out who, what, when. I, I don't nobody. have anything to do with that. Right, yeah. right, See, right, right, right. We know where the problems are. Right. And uh, that's what we're going to have to work on. And that's not flashbulb. Daddy, that's I need a, you in the microphone. Okay, that's not flashbulb. So our audience can hear yeah. what you're saying. That's uh-huh. not flashbulb. Yeah, you're right. You no gotta, fear. Yeah. Because I would have been nervous trying to break down a whole hoop out. Because uh-huh. we had a whole bunch of people yeah. out there to put it up. That's what I'm saying. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> People Dang. have look here. People have to kind of fear you to respect you. Wow. If they don't, why not do what they do? You right. ain't gonna do nothing about it. it. Right. Yeah. So therefore, they do what they want to do, and no, nobody. Well, they knew you anything. probably was a female who 
Because they see me they're out the there house, working, yeah. Just you and you and your son, yeah. and you're out there working in it, and they're looking at it. Well, as soon as she's not there, we're going to hit her. Right. And mm-hmm. you know what? They should have looked at her just as they looked at Rosa Parks when they broke into her apartment up there in Detroit. Oh, wow. And they found out who did it and put foot in their rear. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Why not? But you know, you, yeah, you, you know, see, and that's what I'm talking about. There was a time when neighbors would be neighbors. Right. And, and you couldn't do that. Other. They would right. let you know. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, but that was a community. Now you got neighbors who can see something happening and won't, and say, won't say nothing. Anything. Won't say anything. The neighbors on my street, we, we do. My my little section. Because mm-hmm. like, they know if, if, look, I'm looking out the window. What you doing? You know somebody, you, you know people supposed to be on your roof? Oh, yeah, they're coming to fix the roof. Okay, okay. So, but then there are other folks, depending, like the next block over. Or behind you and stuff like that. Down, see no weevil, just like blind as all get out. But if something's popping in their front yard, look. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm Miss Jenkins. Yeah, I'm looking. What? Uh-huh, right. So, you're, you're right. That's, they, that's no crazy. Fear. No, no fear. fear. You know, no fear no whatsoever. But well, we got to start learning how. We got to figure out how to rebuild the communities and and That's rebuild households and stuff like that. And build, rebuilding communities rebuilding and bringing community. people out so they'll right. have an opportunity to work together and do things together. And It's a challenge. Yeah, it's, it's a, a challenge. big challenge. It's though. a challenge. There's a whole lot. Bring some food and some music. It, does, it doesn't even require weed. You hear me? Okay. Willie Cornelius and myself, along with uh, uh, Regina Goodwin, at Park over there on Apache, mm-hmm. Crawford. Crawford Park, mm-hmm. had been thoroughly neglected. The, had been thoroughly neglected. The doors had been welded shut yeah. to the yeah, toilet. Help, help him with that, you know, because he's too far away from the microphones. You know, and our audience can't really hear what he's yeah. saying. The, okay. The doors to the restrooms had been welded shut. That's good right there. No mm-hmm. place to wash your hands or anything. But Willie Knees and myself didn't accept that. So what did we do? We called the park department. Told them they had to do something. Not a matter of whether you want to or not. But you got human beings that use these parks. And she certainly have some place to go and use the restroom and wash your hands while you see, while you I got say because one of the things you say, if a man urinates where he can be seen, indecent exposure, it can put him in jail. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, a lot mm-hmm. of grandfathers take their little boys down there to the park where they got that park that made for kids. What if the little boy down there playing wants to urinate? Do we then put him in jail when he takes his penis out to urinate, which is something we have. It's not a choice. We mm-hmm. we have to. So finally, they sent people over there, unwelded those doors. Wow. Put that, put that stain, put the stainless steel stuff in the restrooms and so forth. Did a bit of putting the wood back around. It was falling down to the ground mm-hmm. just by somebody. Saying something. Saying mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Then this bridge down on Peoria, right mm-hmm. there by uh, uh, what is it, school? You know, uh, mm-hmm. Votech. 
Oh, okay, yeah. You know that new bridge yes. down there? Yes. I just ain't blowing no smoke up my rear butt. But I can't hear you, Daddy. Okay. You have to get in the microphone <laughs> right. so our audience can hear right. you because you're talking to her. All right. And I want you to talk in this microphone I'm, directly. Let me move over. Yeah, bit. yeah. I want you to talk in that microphone so our audience can hear all this good information you're giving, you know. Because when you turn your head sideways, you, just, can't hear you disappear. All right. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. You see? So you said that sidewalk on Peoria. No, not the sidewalk. The bridge. The bridge. The bridge is what oh. I'm talking about. Yeah. I would go home late. Mm-hmm. Oh, I say about 11.30, 1 o'clock. People would be walking down Peoria and had to get out into the street. The street to mm-hmm. get across that bridge down there pushing baby buggies. They had to wait until there was no cars and get out there in the street and ran with the baby buggy mm-hmm. to get it back up on the sidewalk. Before cars start coming, cars right. start coming down. Mm-hmm. Well, I got on the people on the state. People don't know this. I got on the state, and they promised me, "Well, Mr. Eden, we will start on that in February of that year, of the next year," and they did. So thus, we got a bridge. The young man is from out of the city. Oh, what was his name? We was in. I the, know, big guy. Uh, yeah. What's his name? He took pictures and photos. Right. And stuff all like that. all over. There. He took pictures and photos. Over on what is that Frankfurt where it goes across the little bri- uh, bridge yeah, over there mm-hmm. where it had arm rails torn down on guess you all seen all of that mm-hmm. but we got on them again about that they came out and fixed that so I'm saying it's not a necessary you have not to, necessary to have it. an army on everything it's a, it's about a phone call and right, getting and making right. doing things but see yeah. this is what he's talking about um, the um accessibility of the um, sidewalk on Peoria that where that bridge is. Yeah. Okay, you go to 56th Street North and Peoria to MLK, that whole street is black and no sidewalk. But you have a bus coming through there and people walk through there to get to the bus. And it's so black sometimes that you can you literally cannot, cannot see, see people. Okay? Mm-hmm. And they're trying and some can't it's like sometimes people don't understand. It's black, we can't see you. You need to step out of the way. Mm-hmm. But no sidewalk and we've been talking mm-hmm. to been talking to um transportation the bus and t- talking to folks for well over five years now mm-hmm. about that space but still no sidewalk you got chat you know people, right. exactly. until someone gets hit mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised people have been near miss or whatnot true. but that's true you you it's a dangerous spot mm-hmm. it's a da- very dangerous, dangerous spot. spot and they're walking the family dollar store Okay. But you still can't get a sidewalk. Okay, right. That's good. So, but you know, we we've called, we've talked, and I know I have. And every opportunity when we were talking about the buses and changing the bus routes and how those bus routes would go through there, mm-hmm. the conversation right. for us was okay. No sidewalk. It's mm-hmm. black. People can't mm-hmm. see. So, right. but just even that whole thing, it's always an excuse. We can't do that. We don't have this for that. That's another department. Right, exactly. But you can build a road that's supposedly getting ready to um, the intersection off of Tisdale Expressway mm-hmm. and that light that, right. that, that road light. goes all the way down and around to where they're getting ready to build a bridge. Right, the bridge. Sand Springs or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. It's just like they do what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. They do what they want to do. Well, look here. We're going to take a little break. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. 
Stay tuned. Dial the number 646-716-5525, and we'll be right back. Yeah. 
Where we tell our stories always You can always Google the Bobby Eaton Show You know, we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday And just having a good conversation They say it's Black History Month More than a month And Sherry Lasky, what you got to say right quick? Theater North presents The Face of Emmett Till By Mamie Till Mulby and David Barr III Directed by Dr. Rodney Clark Tulsa Performing Arts Center Lindsay Johnson's Theater first and eighth at three thirty PM and March seventh at eight PM. This is his story told in his mother's words. You guys make sure you get there. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a good play. Yes. You yes. know, in the Emmett Till story. Yes, it's about and, the, um, the, the they call it the hideous murder of a fourteen year old horrified the nation and galvanized the civil rights movement. Yeah, he was only about fourteen yeah, years old, 14. ain't that right, Daddy? Fourteen, uh, 14 years old, 14. and he uh, was in Chicago, and his mother sent him to what Mississippi? I think it's Philadelphia, Mississippi. Uh, Philadelphia, somewhere. Yeah. Mississippi, uh, up, up, it was the south. It was Mississippi to the south, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In Mississippi, and he he's, he's allegedly whistled, whistled at, at a, a white, white woman, woman. Mm-hmm. right in a store at a store, yeah. right? Uh huh. And uh, she told, I guess, her people, and they came and got him. Right. Later on, she admitted that that did not happen. Years yeah. later, after she died, well, close to death. Yeah, you close know, to death. She mm-hmm. finally decided to come, yeah. come mm-hmm. to the truth, and mm-hmm. someone lost their life. And you know, they said uh, when his body was recovered, that his eye was hanging out on the side of his cheek. Uh, his head had been chopped off, and the funeral director sold it back on. Oh, no. You know, yeah. And uh, they had did such a bad job. They had gouged his brain and beat him. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, to terrible. And uh, the funeral director said, Miss Teal, do you want to show, I don't think we should show this body. And she says, no, she wants everybody to see. Wow. What a job they did to her son, Emmett. And um, to, oh, she was never. She, there's no way she was ever right after that. Because I, I mean, not. just to have your everyday life, she had to oh. deal with that. Yeah, and it was uh, such a big deal. Wow. You know? And this happened. I've never heard yeah. of being decapitated. Decap- you know, cause, yeah. Because those are things they don't tell us. Yeah, they they're not gonna let you know everything. You know That's about horrible. Uh, what happened to him and uh, that kind of stuff. So. Wow. It's, uh, you know, I had this book. I think someone beat me for it, but it was with the title of the book was Without Sanctuary. And it was a sort of like a picture depiction, like where pictures were actually taken of black bodies that were lynched and, you know, the whole, and, and there were so many of them. And just to see how. It was it was like a spectator sport. The way we go to a football game, white mm-hmm. folks would come out to these lynchings like it was a, having your 
having your two, three, bringing your children like it was going to the circus, an event or something. And it's documented as such. And this is like within some of our lifetime, you know, some people still live during, you know, if you're 80 something, some of these lynches happened during your lifetime. And they were documented just like they would send postcards across the country. It was a big deal. And for people to say, oh, no, that's, that's trauma. That's stuff that you don't ever, ever get over. Um, the lady that was lynched here in Okima, the black lady and her son, and when, in all lynchings with their black men, their pants are always down around their ankles or they don't have any clothing from the waist down. It's just ridiculous the type of barbaric behavior and and people want to think that it's gone after a certain no that still happens. It's still there because we still got brothers dying in prison. Yeah. Okay. Right here for in sure. Tulsa, and it's just like for people to just think that everything. Oh, we're post post. No, this is post racism. It's still here. It's still here. We still have people being murdered, neglected in prison. You're supposed to be taking care of people. But people are dying on yeah. your watch. Yeah. Okay, because you They never them tell you the amount of prisoners that are dying daily. You never hear those numbers. No. You, you'll hear about an execution coming up. Oh, yeah, we're ready. Know, we're we ready. ready. And I, what, I, what I understand Our is, is ready. Governor, he's ready to go back to the lethal injection. Because that tells you about yeah. his character exactly. as a human so, being. So he's implemented that again. So, oh. you know, but you don't ever hear daily who's how many prisoners but are. But you're pro-life. Yeah. You're pro-life. But you want to execute someone mm-hmm. because they may have made. Yeah, you never hear about you it. may or may not have done something because we still got we still imprison people falsely here. Mm-hmm. Falsely. So it's just like really. And it's people? the highest rate of incarcerated females in the nation, in the right here in Oklahoma. And uh, they say sixty-eight percent of the prisons across the country are black males. Yeah, we don't need y'all. That's anymore. a big percentage. Well. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. Sunday, back in the day, mm-hmm. when everybody had a reason to be in from the farms, the way right. out, and so mm-hmm. forth, to come to, come into to town, town. Mm-hmm. for church. Right. Right after these white Christians were at church using King James Version. That's when he hung black men after right church. outside the church. Right after church. Right. It's like a sideshow. Yeah, cut mm-hmm. fingers off, toes Burn off, people and alive. It was a, the one in Waco. Tarred and feathers. In. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. It, was, it was a fella on television, just a white guy, just about oh, I guess about two weeks ago. He said, as far as he knew, and he was saying he never agreed with what was going on. That there are some of the people around there now got souvenirs. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. not yeah. be surprised souvenirs. that they have yeah. souvenirs, souvenirs because that's what they. That's, that's what they what use. They, they did. They cut off they a male's penises and right. yeah. wear them around the neck. Yes. All kinds of uh, degrading things that they did to us. Rat. So you know when you look at it, the one is that we're traumatized. Okay, we're traumatized from that experience. 
But what is your experience? You feel that you can continue on with that behavior, okay? Mm-hmm. It's some, you still think it's okay for some folks, not everybody, but guess it, do you still feel it's okay to do that? Mm-hmm. You're not too personal, but that, that, the flip side to that. And that's the part we're not really talking about. We're busy on some other We're busy on some other stuff because we don't know who we are. Like I said earlier, other races can do research of their history and go back. You know, when those Amistad ships and the good ship Jesuses were coming over here, don't you know they had ships that had screens on the side of them to stop uh, the slaves from jumping jumping off? off. Yeah. You know, they couldn't they couldn't even jump off. No, we look I you got know? I got some money invested in you, so um mm-hmm. we need you to stay alive. Right. Hey, so want them to stay you- alive. Because there were so many that were jumping off the ship, they just gave up on their lives and said, Hey, because I can't take knew. anymore. They knew. They yeah, they'd they much yeah. rather die. Mm-hmm. Well they had something on television last week. Mm-hmm. About a bet that was made. A fella when slavery was supposed to be outlawed, yeah, Montgomery, see, yeah, coming from a, coming they up made from a, Montgomery, they made a bet. Yeah, he said he could get slaves into get the United States after it became against the law. So what he did, he went over to where they had some black folk over in Africa. Yes, been in the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. What, one hundred and twenty-five of them. He came back. And brought them over here. Yeah, oh. brought them over came here. Came through when, Montgomery. When he, and he came in. Mobile. Mm-hmm. Mobile. Came through because Mobile. Mobile, I mean, the, oh, man. We went on that tour. Like you're talking about, they came up through Mobile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Through the yep. dark night. Mm-hmm. Did you go on a plantation tour? I've gone on a plantation tour. Yeah, I've been tour. on one before, yeah. too. Oak Alley Plantation mm-hmm. in Louisiana. Long yeah, long. yeah. Could you imagine some of that? Those conditions, caged up in a little cage, Mm -mm. and just you and your wife and your kids and everybody in a little old cage. You can't even move around, and you got Mm -hmm. to use the restroom on yourself or whatever. Just inhumane treatment. It wasn't so personal when they had bowels had to move Mm -hmm. because they had them stacked up against those outside walls of that ship. Mm-hmm. And if you was up to the top as a slave batting down in chains, you were in better shape than those the whole you below because you. Because when yeah. your bowels got ready to move, you shared it with everybody yeah. below you. Wow. And think, uh, I, I was just yeah. looking at all the diseases that took yeah. place. They throw them you overboard. Know, they throw them overboard. Disease. Mm-hmm. You may be next door rowing to somebody who's got chicken pox or measles or any kind of diseases that you had to endure. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully, and praying that you wasn't gonna catch it. You know, and oh, it's but then, sad. But then you hear some people say, "Oh, I don't want to hear, hear about, about that, that old stuff." No. But you, but you, you darn him, you gonna hear about Anne Frank it, all day long. It's just around uh-huh. the corner. It ain't going nowhere. It's just around the corner. You know, so how can you know where to go if you don't know where you come from? Exactly, and that's, that's, I again, say that all the time. Why. But that again, everybody else gets to keep their culture. It, it, it holds and their, on their to history. And their history. Right. Okay? Their history and the culture. Every group. Mm-hmm. Every group. And my sister and I were having this conversation a couple of years back because she was just like struggling. You know, we hear about everybody else's history. I know there has to be, we have to have some rituals and rites that we've done culturally before, okay? that we don't know anything about that are still taking place in, you know, where we come from, mm-hmm. from Africa. So she was just like, just 
where is our culture? Where is it? But we, we've been taught to assimilate and be like someone else, follow their scripture, follow their rules, and forget about your personal culture and where you come from. So then we have, and, and that's why we have the situation that we have. You, have. you have some people that believe in the Bible such that, no, African ancestry, that's um, voodoo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They told you yeah. voodoo was bad. But but you know, everything that you do comes from someplace else. Mm-hmm. They told you they told you voodoo was bad. You know, they made you feel like ooh, it's spooky, it's bad, it's a bad thing. You but know. Guess what? They the main ones. What mm-hmm. gets me like in like when we talk about um, Pakistan Indians and yoga. Yeah. Right. All the I mean, it's just like you take someone else's culture and all of a sudden you're an expert at it, mm-hmm. and then you're going back to try to explain. Somebody that else's culture, culture to you, you know, mm-hmm. chakras and whatnot. I'm like, you don't look anything like. But it just boggles the mind how certain groups of people they'll tell you no about whomever, wherever they land, what you're doing is wrong. That's Come true. back a hundred years later, research everything about it, and want to tell you how you're supposed to what what your culture is. Everybody about. dictates to you how. Yeah. Well, you oh, know, it's just insane. Well, well, you know, if you go back to history again, those slaves who were much smarter than we gave them credit for, mm-hmm. that when they put them songs together. Oh, God, yeah. Freedom songs, mm-hmm. not 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 religious songs, they were freedom songs. Mm-hmm. When you get ready to run away, get in the water so the dogs don't keep up with your scent. That was way in, in the, the water. water. Right. So we can right. go home, home. as free. Right. When right. they're saying uh, uh, about the sh- good ship Jesus, mm-hmm. steal away, steal away to Jesus, one of the ships that brought slaves back down in chains to this place. That's what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To the good ship Jesus, steal away. I just go there, steal away in the night. Mm-hmm. And let's go back home. Mm-hmm. But that turned out to be a religious song. Well, you had to because that's what they had. So they had to use the resources that they were, were made available to. That's what and I'm they didn't saying. Have, they didn't what have I'm any, saying. They didn't have they, any choices. They, they knew what they were saying and what right. they were but, praying for when they right. put the songs out there. Right. It, it, was, had, co- right. it was coded. Yeah. yeah. It was See, code. yeah. And then yeah. there was another one that they put out there. You know what it was? Give me that. Old time religion, religion. Mm-hmm. good enough for my mother, my father, and it's good, good enough, enough for me. me. And they weren't talking about King James. No, they stuff. were not. They were See, not. But we don't want to go into that. They didn't condition us to accept whatever they tell us and to tell do. You, right. That we believe in it more than they do, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why we got more. One. That's the reason why we got more churches in our community mm-hmm. than the rest, the rest of the, of the city world. all put together. And we're not unique. Every City you go to where there are lots of us, you have lots of churches. That's right. That's true. And you know what? Every city you go to, all them big buildings that's downtown, mm-hmm. there's not a one of us that own them ones of them. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to know how are they getting blessed and as evil as they are? Mm-hmm. How are they able to own and 
do everything according to how they want it done. Right. Because they they control everything. They're the ones who manufacture the dollar bill that you even have in your pocket. Mm-hmm. They control everything. The modern, the uh, the bricks and everything that you need, they manufacture all of that. Mm-hmm. So they can do what they want to do. And they can charge you. And they can charge you what they want to charge you, whatever they want to do. And a problem with us, we don't manufacture anything. We don't do Black Wall Street type of uh, uh, work anymore in our community. See, Black Wall Street, they put it together. You know, they had to go and put it all, all them brick buildings and all that stuff. They had to put that together. You know, we don't do that anymore. We don't do the W O R K the work. Oh, work, we don't right. like each other anymore. That's the well, yeah, we, got we hate. don't like each other. We got hate. We got a lot of hate going on. We'll uh-huh. hold grudges that happened twenty five years, years ago, ago mm-hmm. and you and so and so fell out twenty five years, years ago. ago. Here it is, twenty twenty, and you hate you, fell out you hate them and you don't like them mm-hmm. and you can't even get past that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for you to get that when you see them, you're already be go right back to where you was at yeah. back then. And you know what? Well. What black folks don't understand, they cannot move away from who they are. Wherever, whoever you are, wherever you move to, you are still that. Right. But they can move across Admiral. They think they won. Mm-hmm. And you know what? In our community today, we have folks making a difference in people based on the color of their skin that are black. One can be light. In other words, it can be of dark hue. Mm-hmm. But you know what? When they get in those cars, drive up to that stoplight, white folks look over and see who's in it. They don't say, well, there's a chocolate-colored Negro. <laughs> and if you ain't like that, well, there's a vanilla Negro over there in that mm-hmm. car. You got They got one unique name for you, and it starts <laughs> with an N over in that car. Mm-hmm. And we don't understand that. We don't understand a lot. We don't of stuff. understand that. We don't understand a lot of stuff. There's so much uh, black on black hate black going hate, on. Yeah. People is hating on each other. We don't even know how to love each other no more and forgive and forget what the mess was and work on the solution. You understand? You just right. you out here worried about this click and that. You got a lot of clicks. You know you know that. Oh, absolutely. It's a whole lot of little clicks, and they feel like it should be this way, and the other ones should feel like. It'd be this way. But even in the civil rights movement, they had cliques. I mean, you had the Panthers over here, right. SCLC over here, NAACP, Malcolm Martin. They were different, but they were fighting for one, one cause. cause. Right. One cause. And their and their approaches were different. Mm-hmm. You know? Their approaches were mm-hmm. totally different to what they say. One stood for nonviolence, one did stand right. for violence, you know, and we gonna pack our arms and so it was a movement that took place during a period where everybody was basically on the same page, but just different theological ways of going about doing it. See, and they murdered those Black yeah. Panthers. Yeah, they did. They murdered Although them. Although they had a right to have those weapons mm-hmm. that they had. They didn't like the but idea see, that they had those, I tell you, those, those I tell you uh, what happened weapons. Down, what happened down in Louisiana? They had, and it been that long ago, white folks doing that night riding and all that kind of stuff. They formed from the church, a group called the Deacons for Defense. Mm-hmm. I heard of that. <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. Ain't no riders down there no more at night. Mm-hmm. Now you got to bring it to get it. 
and we know what I'm talking about. Mm. Deacons of defense. Somebody yeah, deacons for the defense. Of defense. They yeah. are connected with the church. Right. Deacons for right. defense. But the deacons you know have their shotguns. Yeah, yeah. They they like, you know what? Bring some, you they didn't mind some. pulling the trigger you know either. Okay. Uh, there is some passage in that King James Version that talks about Jesus getting mad right. and kicking butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He tore up the yeah. tabernacle when hey, he went down there. Telling you. Right. telling you. Sometimes people got to have a fear of you. In order for yeah, in order for change here in America, they gotta yeah. have a fear, you know. In some cases, so you gotta lose something. Yeah, yeah, you know. Mm. If somebody pull a gun up to your head, you're gonna be fearful. Sure, sure you are. Mm-hmm. If they break out your windshield, you're gonna be fearful, mm-hmm. and your head ain't in front of no gun. Mm-hmm. There's somebody mm-hmm. telling you a story right there. But we've gotten so passive and so kind of laid back in the struggle. Uh, and we all only go out and protest for two weeks, you know, and things like that, and we'll fall off. Yeah. And our, 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 you know, there's organizations you can form that won't last long. Yeah, you know, and but you know, um, bringing it bringing it back 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 home as we relate, you know, so it's a lot going on. Like how we like right now, right now, for an example, when I moved back home. Vanessa had started um, working, trying to get an African American Affairs Commission. commission. I remember that. Well, I wasn't here, but I remember when. Yeah, she was working on it, and the the, just it was that, and it was also was it is it Eric Harris, the guy that was shot. shot. Okay, right. Eric Harris. So mm -hmm. when he was murdered in the street, and I'm in Chicago, and I was watching it on TV, I was like, dang, I don't see anybody but white people. And I was like, where is the outrage? It was a Wednesday. Everybody was in church. And I was just like, you know, I felt more people that looked like Eric and his family should have been out there protesting. Mm -hmm. So the moment I came home, I was just like, okay, come on, we're there. We We are going to get involved. So during that process, you know, marching with him, and then we started talking about Vanessa's um, trying to get the African American Affairs Commission intact because never it had anything along those lines. People were saying things like, "Oh, why are they protesting? That's beneath us." Well, I don't, and and and, and people that elect office, well, I don't need to do that anymore. That's beneath me. It was just I just wanted to choke folks, but that's the mindset of people, people mm-hmm. that we don't need to do that anymore because it's, and it's like you've been you've been told that you don't need to do that anymore, but guess what? It got attention. It got, uh, attention was brought to that, and if it had not been for people out there in the rain, in the sleet, in the cold, it never would have happened. That's true. It never would have happened. And the folks that this that were appointed to that commission afterwards were some of the same folks. Oh, no, I don't do that. But your A wanted to be on the commission. Mm-hmm. That's, and it, it, you it, want to be on the commission, but you but don't want to do the work. work. That's what I'm talking nobody about. Wants, nobody wants, wants to, do to the get work. dirty and put in the work. That's what I'm and talking it, and about. It's like you're going to get musty if you're working, mm-hmm. period. Your deodorant's going to eventually run out mm-hmm. if you work in long term. Mm-hmm. But people don't get 
that. People don't want to. It's like we're in a mind. We're in a mind. We have to do things a certain way. We have to talk a certain way. Okay. If if I don't like her, like you're saying, we're, we have all these different, this group over here, this group over here, this group over here. And now we're coming up to our elections. So city council seat is coming up, you know, having to run again. And you have people that are coming again. I'm like, dude, why are, are you, you coming? running? Yeah. Why are you running? Mm-hmm. I had a guy tell me that he's running uh, for city councilor. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna win. And I and I asked him. I said, "Man, are you you really got your mind thinking? Because I got because you can tell yourself I that. got the community behind me. And I'm saying to myself, what part of the community you have I behind said, you? What part of the community? Because I feel like you're an opportunist. And this guy, mm-hmm. I'm not calling any names, okay. but I feel like you're more or less like an opportunist. And you're not gonna outshine the present city councilor." I just don't think it's. I'm gonna move back to Houston if he wins and 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 there. And then you got another opponent who's got the money. Mm-hmm. He's behind him, mm-hmm. and he's got a lot of money and funding behind him. You know, and I think until you win the likes of the people, until you people win the likes of up and we that. had a former city councilor. He just was just knew he was gonna have a repeat. As city councilor, hmm. and it just didn't happen because you have to win the lives of the people. When people see you're doing work, it's and the people, people see that you're actually out here amongst us doing stuff, doing things that haven't haven't been done in years. Mm-hmm. Regardless, it may not be the way you particularly feel it should be done. A, B, and C. You know, we're gonna skip B and get on over here to C because we've done exactly. That. People get upset about that. Kind you know, of thing. and and the thing about thing about politics is like this with me. We need to stop voting for the name. We vote for the name. Johnny, Mary, mm-hmm. and Sue. Mm-hmm. Uh, a popularity and, 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 and then call, you popularity. know what I mean, for the name. Rather the than, we don't even know what a city councilor's position and job is, or a state representative, or a senator. Right. We don't even know the titles and the positions mm-hmm. and the jobs that there, we vote for the name, right? We and we po- vote it for becomes the name. a popularity contest. And then some, and some names that are out there, rightly so. You're like, dude, you vote for you, the name. Why are you even still but, here? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like you know, people do things. They get in positions. They may start out a certain way, but down the line, it's just like that's not how you started. And so when you go down the line, and you're not you veered from what you initially were before we have Houston we have a problem yeah we do have a big problem and and that people need to be mindful of and 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 in a democratic society no one should ever run unopposed no one well you know I guess I have been influenced by two fellows that I see need to be from my perspective influenced other people, and that was Jesse Jackson mm-hmm. and Martin Luther King. For this reason, Jesse Jackson said, keep hope alive. Without that, you're certain to fail. Right. Yeah, you are. If we can keep some kind of hope alive, if we can see 
Do you look through muddy water and see dry land? That's what we're going to have to do. Right. Got no alternative. I feel in my heart that when Martin Luther King was awarded the Medal of Peace or whatever. Nobel Peace. Nobel Peace, yes. And he made a speech. You know, one thing that impressed me most, what he said, Somebody ask you, mm-hmm. what did Martin do, Dr. King? He said, don't tell him I was a civil rights leader. He said, don't tell him I won the Nobel Peace Prize. Just tell him. I tried to help somebody. Right. Right. And ultimately, that's and you gotta understand, trying to help somebody. He had reason enough that what had happened to him, being stabbed by a black woman and almost killed, things of that nature, threatened his family at night and all of this, but he kept hope alive. He was stabbed? Who? Martin Luther King? Yeah. Oh, yes. The lady stabbed him with a, 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 a scissors. Oh, Lord. Sure did. Barely missed his heart. See, that's history. That's history that we didn't hear about. But what happened? We see, that's what I'm saying. She just didn't like him. He was black. Whoa. That's what I'm telling you. You don't want to get too... Now, that's something I... Okay, it is 740. I had never heard that before. Ever. We see that's the thing about black right. history. They pick tell what they you want you to hear. You cannot recall all of these things mm-hmm. unless you lived it and not bother you. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow! I have faith that we will succeed. Yeah, we will succeed. I'm talking about here in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. There are people who don't know where to go who want to have some place to go to to make some contribution. Mm-hmm. They say, ain't nobody doing nothing in Tulsa. That's, that's, not, well, that's not the truth. That's not true. They just they don't, don't know. They but they need it. to be yeah. introduced to places where they can yeah. become a part of changing things. I have that faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Faith of a mustard seed. Since I've been planting food, that has a whole new meaning. Because the mustard seed is real tiny. And I get some big broad leaves from my mustard. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, this information is brought to you uh, by Eden Media so- Services, located at 1533 North Norfolk here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. My dad, Bobby Eaton Sr., is on the microphone, and Miss Sherry Lasky. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to be right back. Thank you. 
you are the right arm of the father. They're supposed to, to, to do the cooking, raise the children, do the sewing, and help the father to guide and direct. Then there's the son. The son, most sons are like imitators of their father. So we're back again to the father. He is guiding in the right way. The son is definitely going to be all right. Then we have the daughter. Watching her mother. Because sooner or later, she's going to be a mother. And she'll have her own son and daughter. It don't, it don't just stop there with the family of, of, of yours or mine. It's a universal family. On the one divine purpose and one divine father. That is... All come together, no matter what color, race, creed, because that's all in the head, whether you want to believe it or not, because you believe. All right, welcome back to the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. It is Black History Month, more than a month. And we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and on Saturdays from 12 to 2. I'd like to send my condolences out to um, the family of James Jerry Easley, who passed away a few days ago, to the Easley family. our condolences are from uh, Eden Media Services over here. James was a, a real good friend of mine, a promoter, concert promoter, kept us entertained, studied up under Doc Williams, you know, who passed away not too long ago as well. So with that being said, we want to keep you uh, up to date on some things going on around here in Tulsa. Uh, this coming weekend... We've got the cast from Emmett Till will be here from 12 to 2 p.m. So uh, they're performing at the – well, tell us tell us about it again, Sherry. It's the Performing Arts Center, and it's the, the title of the, the play is The Face of Emmett Till, and it's actually written by his mom, Mamie Till Mobley and David Barr III, and it's going to be directed by Dr. Rodney L. Clark. And this particular story is, is his story told in his mother's words. And it's going to be held at Lind- Lindy Dungeon Theater 
March 1st and 8th at 3, 3 o'clock p.m. And March 7th at 8 p.m. And that's yeah. at the Performing Arts Who are Center. some of the on the back side so of that? So the cast is Terrell Galloway, Sansa Ray Robbins, Alma Stutz, Marion Mims, Ron Freitberg, Tom Bernson, Dion Berryhill, Ibrahim Buckeyes, or Bucks, Terry Michael, Nick Busta, Alex Salis, Lindsey Bales, Robert, Rob Lee, and Maurice Walker, and Ross Stacy. Those are that's the cast. Mm. And you can get your tickets at the TulsaPAC.com or call them. Five nine six seven one one one. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Should be a great play. Hopefully, uh, we can get um, get your tickets now. Support um, our African American theater arts and theater north companies and stuff like that. So you need to support them. Because it's always sad to go when you go to one of our plays and there's twenty people just sitting up in the audience. Uh, something like that on one of them. You know, mm-hmm. we need packed houses all the time. You know, yeah. We need uh, some packed houses on some of these. Um, but really, we need our own theater. That would be nice to have. You know, a black theater company we'll, with its own we'll, seating well, and everything. Well, Theater North. Yeah. They've, they've been here for a while. Be, yeah, for a while. They got better. We're taking care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, we come to a close. Hey, Daddy, thank you for coming and sharing that information right now. Yeah. Uh, we is well much needed, and so people need to know our history and things like that. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good, thank huh? Thank you. Yes, yeah, definitely. Information. I learned this show today. is recorded, so all you got to do is Google the Bobby Eaton Show on Google, and it's right there recorded in your face. So for those of you who didn't get to hear it, you can go back and listen to it. That easy, that simple. All right, we're getting ready to get off of here. Until the next time, we want you to have a good one and take care and stay black. All right.
right there. Okay, turn a little to the right. Right there. That's it, that's it. Okay, now grab your hair and look real sexy now. I mean, give me a picture. Give me a good, good smile now. That's close. A little more. That's it. Alright, now here's, I want you to really get into this one. I mean, show that real beautiful emotional smile and get that body all the way like entwined with that good thing. Alright, come on. Alright. This one is for the cover of Life Magazine, so we want to get all the way tough on this one, right?
never what?
class. Have you smoke? Fire up this funk and let's have a toast. It'll make you dance with some of everything.